and welcome to Direct Relief News. I'm your host, Amarika Raffanelli. And on this episode, we're looking at how the COVID-19 pandemic is complicating diabetes management in Sudan, where food insecurity has skyrocketed and access to healthcare has been limited due to a nationwide lockdown. It had been five months since Dr. Omer Babiker had seen the patient. At his last checkup, his diabetes was well-managed, his nutrition acceptable. But after months of living through Sudan's COVID-19 lockdown, the patient's condition had become uncontrolled, and he was suffering severe malnutrition. He's anemic. Uh, he's about to go into heart failure. His diabetes all, all over the place. Dr. Omer Babiker is a pediatric endocrinologist at the Childhood Diabetes Center in Khartoum, Sudan. Malnutrition is an ongoing problem. It got worse uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. Babiker says before the pandemic, severe malnutrition was relatively rare amongst his patients. Now, he sees one to two cases a week. According to a recent report, more than 9.6 million people in Sudan are facing acute food insecurity, a 65% increase from last year at this time. And globally, the World Health Organization estimates over 130 million people could be pushed into chronic hunger by the end of 2020. Disruptions to global and domestic supply chains coupled with high inflation rates have caused the price of staple goods to soar. In Sudan, the cost of wheat has increased by more than 60%. Rising food insecurity is dangerous all around, but those with diabetes are particularly at risk. In general, nutrition management is a huge part of diabetes management. Dr. Julia von Uttingen is a pediatric endocrinologist at the McGill University Health Center in Montreal, Canada. The food that you eat determines how much insulin you need to give yourself. In resource-limited countries like Sudan, Most patients use a pre-injected form of insulin, called NPH. This kind of insulin is cheaper than other types on the market. NPH is injected once in the morning and once at night, which means patients must use that insulin by eating consistent meals throughout the day. If you don't eat and add uh, via your food, add to the blood sugar that's in your bloodstream, the insulin that you've pre-injected will take all of the blood glucose, all of the sugar out of your bloodstream, causing a severe low blood sugar. These crashes can leave diabetics feeling weak and fatigued, and even lead to unconsciousness. To avoid these unpleasant and potentially dangerous symptoms, patients may forego daily insulin injections when food is scarce. Which then causes the opposite risk of having a very high blood sugar and getting into a coma from there. But food scarcity is not the only challenge for diabetic patients. According to a 2017 study, families in Sudan with at least one diabetic spent four times more on medical care than those without a diabetic child. One third of those costs went towards buying insulin. For some, the cost of insulin alone can eat up a month's worth of income. So insulin is quite expensive. Um, the cheapest insulins are the older insulin where a vial might cost anywhere between, say, $10 and $25. And a child needs, you know, about one to two vials a month at a minimum. Adults need anywhere from two to six or more vials a month. And as the pandemic forces millions out of their jobs, 
managing diabetes has become even more financially burdensome. In Sudan, the unemployment rate reached 25% in April. But some of the country's pediatric patients have found relief through the Sudanese Childhood Diabetes Association. The organization has 25 clinics across the country that provide diabetic care to children for free. Many of these clinics are in rural communities where healthcare is otherwise not available. Dr. Babi Kerr and his staff have been sending insulin and supplies to these clinics throughout the pandemic. We have about 900 patients. We know this how much it means they need per month. So they calculate, we calculate four months supply and we send enough supply to our 25 clinics across the country. For many people, getting insulin and food is hard enough. Getting to a doctor is another matter. Since the government converted many of the country's hospitals into COVID treatment centers, Babi Care says chronic disease management has fallen by the wayside, and the lockdowns haven't made it any easier for patients to get care. In July, the government lifted a ban on public transportation that had been in effect since March. But restrictions on interstate travel remain, and strict curfews limit the number of daytime hours people have to go places. Even when they can travel, rising fuel prices have become an additional barrier to health care. According to BabyCare, people could spend up to a day's worth of income on bus fares just to get to the nearest clinic. That means getting much-needed care can be next to impossible. Some of them, they're very frustrated. They used to come and get insulin and meet their doctor, meet their dietitian. But now, BabyCare says even those who do manage to find their way to a doctor are often disappointed. Once they reach the clinic, they may just find it closed. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. For Direct Relief, I'm Amarika Raffinelli.